Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the greatest questions that exists in the mind of all humanity from, my goodness, almost as young as they can really think and reason, one of the questions in everybody's mind is what happens after this life? What happens beyond all of this? For the Christian, we may say it this way. Ultimately, what happens to those who are in Christ when they fall asleep in Him? My friends, today we celebrate the very last of the twelve great feasts of Christ's holy church. We celebrate the feast of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Our Eastern Rite brothers and sisters call it the Dormition of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is the end of the liturgical calendar of great feasts. And just shortly in September, on September 8th, we will rekindle that calendar with the first major feast of the church, which is the Nativity of the Blessed Mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. She is the bookends to these great feasts in our faith. In the West, we call it the Assumption. We're referring to her being brought to paradise by her son. The Eastern Rite says the Dormition is the same event. They're referring to the falling asleep of the Blessed and Holy Mother, for she truly fell asleep on this earth, and her body passed away. And today it's in this great feast that we find the most sure and certain hope given to us that is the answer to that resounding question for the Christian, particularly, ultimately, what happens to us if we remain in Christ. Let's first remember just a few truths about what the church says about this blessed and honorable woman. Father Thomas Hopkirk, he says this, In the Orthodox Church, the Virgin Mary is the image of those who are being saved. If Jesus Christ is the Savior, Mary is the image of the saved. In other words, my friends, when we look at Christ's blessed and all-holy mother, we see ourselves. And we always see something of ourselves and of our life in Christ. Father Alexander Schmemann said this about her. She is in every aspect of her life, not the great exception among us, but rather the great example for all of us. She is all holy and blessed, and she is the example of what can happen through everyone that Christ comes and fills and brings his salvation to and through. Our collect prayer for this great feast. O oh God, who this day didst take to thyself, blessed Mary, the ever-virgin mother of thy only begotten Son, grant that we who celebrate her may her glory may be aided by her prayers and may come to share her heavenly and eternal joys through Jesus Christ our Lord. And it's the sharing of her heavenly and eternal joys that is precisely the message of what this event points to for the hope of every Christian. So what is the event? What is the narrative that the church through its traditions have passed on from generation to generation? That we're to draw such hope from. It's this. At the time of Christ's holy mother's falling asleep. All of the blessed apostles were led by the Holy Spirit to go and be by her side. 
and 11 of them made it in time, one would shortly follow. God wanted to reveal to them something that was so important for them, but also so important for them to pass on to every one of us. They had witnessed the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. They had seen him in his resurrected body. And now he wanted them to see something absolutely extraordinary. That he wanted them to see the future of us all who remain in our Lord Jesus Christ. One of the very reasons that this feast day is one of the 12 major feasts of the church is that it highlights the greatest of all Christian hope. That is the resurrection of Jesus Christ and all who are in him. In fact, you'll find in the teaching of the church regarding this feast day that the, the feast of the Assumption, the Dormition, is often called the Summer Pascha. The Summer Pascha. The celebration of resurrection and life in Christ here in these summer months. And why? Because at Pascha, we celebrate, and we know this, the resurrection of Jesus Christ trampling down death by death and being shown in the glory of his resurrection beyond. And today we celebrate that which is made possible by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is the resurrection of every Christian who remains in Christ all of their days. Joining him in the trampling down of death by death. And our bodies being glorified in him and by him and brought to paradise. In the church. The icons most certainly are windows to the experience of God and his kingdom here on earth. as a blessing and grace and mercy for us all. But the icons of the church are also extraordinarily useful for the teaching of the church. And to that end, I ask you to turn to the front of your bulletin and behold the icon of the Dormition. We're going to let it teach us, the church through it, teach us a bit. Now here in the icons surrounding the body of the Blessed Virgin falls, we see the apostles. Don't take your fingers and start counting. Just trust me on this. You'll notice there are 11 of them. And that's because Thomas did not make it there in time for her falling asleep, we're told. They're surrounding the Blessed Virgin as she falls asleep in the Lord. And many explanations of the truths written into this icon, they teach us that in the face of all the apostles, though it might be hard to see in the small icon, that in the face of the apostles, you will find sorrow combined with sweet joy, they say. Because this is what the Orthodox call joyful sorrow. And it is the characteristic, it is the disposition of the faithful who live in Christ and express the reality and know the reality of his resurrection. Why sorrow in their faces? Because the mother of God passed away. And they beheld it when she did. And they loved this woman. They cherished this woman. They honored her. They revered her. And they loved the times of fellowship that they had with her upon this earth. They mourned for love's sake. And why sweet joy also written upon their faces? Because these are the ones who had seen and experienced Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead. And they knew that death had been conquered. And their joy on this time, 
Their joy would be strengthened by what they would witness together after the falling asleep of his blessed mother. They would witness that which would be true for themselves and every Christian in Christ. You see, a day or two after she fell asleep, the Apostle Thomas does show up. And he so longed to give honor and reverence and pay love and get some finality to the passing of his Lord's mother. And so they rolled away the stone, they walked in, and were amazed to see that the body was no longer in the tomb. You see, the apostles were not only given the gift in their lifetime of witnessing the resurrection of the body of our Lord Jesus Christ after his crucifixion, but now they would be given the very glimpse of the very fulfillment of true life over death for every Christian. For on the last day, and we know this, at the return of our Lord when he calls us to himself, our bodies will be raised from the tombs, made new in our resurrected and glorified body that he has renewed and given to us, no longer in the tombs. Every tomb of every Christian will be empty upon that day. And our Eastern Rite brothers and sisters seen the Apolitikion of the Dormition on this day. They proclaim that in thy falling asleep, O Blessed Mother, thou wast translated into life. You will find no song in the church of death at this event. Everything proclaims that those who die in Christ because he is the life and the resurrection will overcome death because he has overcome death. Look back at the icon, if you would. At the bottom, we see the Blessed Virgin Mary fallen asleep, but above her, what do we see? We see her translated into paradise. We see her in the icon fall asleep, and at the same time, we see her Son, our Lord, wrap her up in his loving arms. And bring his blessed mother to paradise there to be with him forever. And the church teaches us to notice something that should be obvious but sometimes isn't to us. The icons. Every icon of the blessed Virgin Mary with Christ's child. And I'll call your attention to the one we look at to the left of the altar. Every one of them we see our Lord's mother lovingly holding her son her head is slightly postured toward him, turning our attention to him. And her hand is also gesturing, behold, my son. But she is holding her son. In the icon of the Dormition, we have the exact opposite. Now, she who bore Christ not only in her womb but in her arms, now is born by the arms of her son into everlasting paradise. Resurrected and glorified because her son is the resurrection, the life, and the redeemer of us all. My friend, the apostles, you've got to grasp this incredible blessing and spend the rest of our lives truly trying to grasp it. The apostles witnessed the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, who was God, who fully took on flesh. But they were also able to see something quite different. The result of that. Because the Blessed Virgin Mary was entirely human. 
And because he is the resurrection and the life, he brought her completely to himself. So the apostles would know the finishing of our faith, the joy of our faith, the hope of our faith. And they share it with us on this day. In the Dormition, the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, we rejoice on a day like this and we take great comfort in what Christ is revealing to us because we see the fulfillment of us all because of who Christ is and what he did. And I want to say something, those of us who have lost those we love so very dearly, who have fallen asleep in the Lord, and I say this even particularly, I know there are those here who this has been a recent sorrow, who have lost beloved not too long ago. My prayer is that as you embrace what Christ has done in his holy mother for all of us, showing us what will happen to us all, I pray that your sorrow will be mixed with sweet joy, that you will embrace the true Christian disposition of hope and faith and knowing what God has wrought for all of us who remain in Christ. Because my friends, the time that we spend with one another in love and fellowship here, you see it in scripture, it is a vapor. But because of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, our fellowship, our fellowship will be eternal. And this life is such a blip compared to the reality of what Christ has afforded for us all. So let's not fear our mortality in an unholy way. Let us respect and honor our mortality as the church teaches us to, knowing that we do not know if we will live beyond this day. Because if we walk in a holy way acknowledging our mortality, it will thrust us into the arms of Christ as you see his mother placed. But we do not fear, we do not dread in an unholy way our mortality. For if we remain in him, we too, like his holy mother, will be translated into paradise and brought within the very bosom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, held there for eternity. And so we embrace the intro we've given to us to sing at the beginning of this Mass that proclaims, Rejoice we all and praise the Lord, celebrating our holy day in honor of the Blessed Virgin Mary, for whose assumption the angels rejoice and glorify the Son of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.